to our first episode of Vital Conversations. My name is Vanessa Gargano. Uh, I'm the lead pastor here at Road to Life Church and the host and founder of Vital Women. And today I'm super excited to be sitting with Danielle and with Manette who are here to talk about the process. I know that all women everywhere, no matter where you are in life, the age or stage, uh, whether you're rich, whether you're poor, whether you're single, whether you're married, you all are in a situation where you're wondering about the process. And I know for me as a woman, you always are looking to the future like you have um, you have a desire of where you wanna be, where you wanna see your life ending up, but sometimes it looks so far from where you actually are that it can be super discouraging. And instead of taking any steps, you literally just stop right where you're at and you don't move forward at all. And I read in um, Do Something by, um, I forgot his name, but it's the Rock Church. He wrote a book, Do Something. And in it, he said, everybody can't do everything, but everybody can do something. And I think that's the key for all of us listening and tuning in today, that no matter where you are in life, you can't do everything. You can't, uh, you can't bite off more than you can chew. You can't change everything in a day, but you can change something today. You can change something today. So Danielle is sitting here, and what amazes me is uh, her husband just released a book. Um, it's called Behind the Wire, and they have a ministry that they're doing together. But what people don't know is Danielle actually came to us first as a church plant uh, almost seven years ago. Mm -hmm. And Danielle was just a quiet, reserved, single mom of three, working at the Y, just trying to survive, right? Like many women who are listening today. Mm -hmm. And now you're sitting next to me. Um, as a staff member of Road to Life, you lead tons of teams. You do, you know, prayer ministry. You now have helped your husband co-author a book in reality. I mean, it's his story, but you're totally a part of that story. And, um, and I want to talk about the process a little bit and how you actually got from where you were to where you are now. What was like the catalyst moment for you? What was your thought process through the process? Like, am I ever going to be where God wants me to be? Did you ever feel stuck? Talk to us a little bit about that. Wow, um, there's a lot. <laughs> um, so the process, you know, I never in a million years would have imagined that I would be where I am, that I'd be doing what I'm doing. That's all Jesus. Mm -hmm. um, but yeah, when I came to you guys almost yeah seven years ago, mm -hmm. um, I was a single mom of three kids, uh, divorced, and um, actually just really just trying to survive. But I think the thing the thing about it was is that I was following God. I was chasing God, right? So mm -hmm. I guess my my advice to anybody would be just chase God because regardless of what it looks like, He's going to get you where He wants you to go, mm -hmm. right? Was that the only non-negotiable in your life? That was, was that the yes. only stable thing that you yes. can put your finger on? Absolutely. Mm -hmm. That was definitely the, the non-negotiable. Um, it really, yeah, I had so many moments where everything else fell apart, you know, and He was always there. He was always constant. Mm -hmm. So, yeah. 
So women, I know, at least at Road to Life, they look to you as a complete inspiration, right? Because many of them saw you from where you were to where you are now. Yeah. And we send lots of women to you for mentoring and coaching and, and discipling and all those things because you have you have all these crazy talents that people don't know about, right? So you're crafty. We call you the Pinterest princess. And you, you teach phenomenally. Like you love the word, so you break it up and dissect it in a way that makes it so easy for people to understand um you know you you have handcrafted like your whole house it looks amazing you're this phenomenal artist and you love unicorns you know <laughs> and you love unicorns so um so people yeah. look you have a really witty and fun sense of humor so there's just a lot of life and fruit that comes from you and so i think when people see you danielle now compared to what you were six years ago yeah. not that you were bad but you were a struggling single mom of three trying to survive i didn't know who i was either you didn't know who you were so what did the process actually look like for you if you had to now say something to yourself six years ago what would you tell yourself you know what it's taken me probably i'm 41 i mean it probably took me 40 years to really get comfortable in my own skin. So I would say love yourself. Be, give yourself grace. Uh, be more forgiving of yourself, mm -hmm. I guess, because it took such a long time for me to even embrace the, you know, the weirdness <laughs> that mm -hmm. I am, you know what I mean? Mm -hmm. um, just being authentic. Um, not being afraid to be authentic. Mm -hmm. The bold, So much of that boldness is it's all God, you mm -hmm. know, that's mm -hmm. all God. Mm -hmm. Um, everything I do is God. And you know, even with anxiety, which I frequently have anxiety, but you may never know. Um, but God has always been there going, just try, mm -hmm. just try it. Just keep going, you know? So it's being, being spirit led is going to take you from that place of, um, I don't know who I am. I don't know what I was born for. I don't know what I want to do to that place of, wow, I'm in my purpose. Right. And do you feel like the process actually stretched your capacity? Because I remember <clears throat> when you first came to us, you were comfortable like working with kids. Sure. You painted some faces. Sure. You know, but now you're literally leading prison teams. Mm -hmm. You are preaching to male prisoners mm -hmm. and being really effective at it. Yeah. You are you've managed an entire like clothing line to bless prisoners when they come out. Um, you've discipled women, you've helped them through massive things, right? But you didn't know how to use a computer. I remember you saying no. you, you were going to apply for a job. You're like, I've never really used a computer. I don't know how to use these programs. <clears throat> but it was a computer job. Yeah. So I said, <laughs> yeah. you know, I mean, just go with it. And so you wound up learning that and doing it really well. And now you're using computers all the time. Mm -hmm. So I think for people listening, when you know you kind of get sucked into your world and you're thinking i'm a mom i have three kids to raise i just got to work at the store but what did you do what did you start to do on a daily basis that actually was the process was it did you add a discipline a day did you just start to mentally shift and think there's more to life than this what was all of that? that all of that like so much of what i learned from being here was adding disciplines 
you know, I didn't go through the internship. My husband went through the internship, but I gleaned everything that he was learning, right? So I was adding that. Um, and then to the trust factor with God, just because if God takes you somewhere and he says, do this, he's going to help you learn how to do it, right? So whatever it is that God takes me to, I know now that whatever he puts in front of me, if I don't know how to do it, I can learn how to do it, mm -hmm. right? Like, what is it we say? You know, he doesn't call the qualified. He qualifies the call, mm -hmm. right? Okay. So yeah. I've not been qualified for a single thing that he's called me to. But mm -hmm. as I've, it's kind of like when they, you know, the Israelites stepped in the Jordan, the waters parted after they put their foot yeah. in. Yeah. You got to put your foot in first. Mm -hmm. And then he's like, oh, see, mm -hmm. you can do that. Yeah. And actually, this goes along with a podcast I was listening to from Craig Rochelle yesterday. And he was talking about... Um, you know, who he surrounds himself with or puts on the team. And he said, I would rather hire doers than thinkers, mm -hmm. than overthinkers, because you can always teach or train right. a doer, but you cannot sometimes motivate a thinker or an overthinker. Mm -hmm. So, because they'll analyze every situation to death, and it's almost like you almost have to get to the place where you prepare yourself mentally and say, I'm going to do, God's going to teach me as I go. Um, and as he does that, he's so faithful, isn't he? Oh my gosh. If you just come with a willing heart, we learned that a long time ago. He's not looking for the able, he's looking for the willing. Yes. yes. So if you are willing, God is able. Absolutely. Isn't that true? Absolutely. It's true. So wherever you are in life, no matter what season or what stage, make sure that you don't stay stuck. You don't have to stay stuck. Um, you are in process and God has not forgotten about you. Uh, you're learning something, but just choose to apply a discipline each day. One thing, a five minute thing. Yep. You would be amazed yeah. at how far you are in five years, 10 years, if you just apply something new to your life. Listen to a five minute podcast. To go outside, take a walk, pray, yes. do something different that you yes. haven't done, but literally wiggle yourself out of your situation and watch God be faithful to you. So, Manette, your story is like a movie. It's going to be a movie. Danielle's and Scott's story is going to be a movie. Manette's story is going to be a movie. You know, you escaped here with your mom from the war yeah. uh, and from Africa mm -hmm. so you came here left your dad and brother mm -hmm. behind had to live here was homeless as a young child wound up living with a family in a school that knew you were homeless okay. and took you in I mean it goes on and on we could talk about this for hours but that is a process right then you grew up wound up putting yourself through college supporting your family opening a school in Africa for girls to protect them and all the things but holy cow, from where you were as a homeless little elementary kid to where you are now, um, what was the process for you? And were you ever discouraged in the middle somewhere? Mm -hmm. You know, did you ever think, am I ever going to be where God wants me to be? Talk to us about that for a minute. Oh, yeah. Um, pretty much like every day of my life, um, because of what I had been through and what I was going through, I never had a traditional childhood. So I had to grow up very quickly. I had to be mature, um, had to figure things out, had to figure life out. So while everyone else was like having fun and playing with their friends and, you know, doing what kids should do, you know, I was taking care of myself and that was my new normal. That was my life. And so many attacks, um, you know, I battled so many things growing up and 
Um, I, I always say, you know, I think that I'm supposed to be an extrovert, but I've made myself an introvert. You know, you learn to protect yourself and you learn to build these walls. Um, and so my process really, as I grew up, I've always, I come from a, a faith family, you know, a spiritual family, the fear of God. And so that was, like Danielle said, that was one thing that it was a non-negotiable, mm -hmm. you know. So throughout everything that happened, that was the only thing that we had to rely on. That, like, throughout the homelessness and um, being abandoned and being abused, it was, God was the only thing I had. Um, so, you know, whilst kids were running around, like, I was learning how to fast for 40 days, you know. Like, I was in the trenches and I was learning how you know, to fast and call upon God and anoint myself and know that like, at the end of the day, when all else fades, like, this is all I have, mm -hmm. you know, but you go through that and it's, it's a struggle and waking up every morning and feeling like, man, will I ever get a break? Mm -hmm. And I remember so many times I would ask my mom, like, why is it me? You know, like, because you feel like it's always you, you mm -hmm. feel like it's personal, mm -hmm. you feel like everyone else's life is going on great. And you're the one that has to struggle. And my mom always says to me, like, God says no weapon formed against you shall prosper. But it doesn't mean that mm -hmm. the attacks won't come. It doesn't mean that, you know, it won't form. It just won't have any hold over your life. And I always remember that. But I'm always like, man, that sucks. Like, you know, that's a sucky thing to say. Mm -hmm. um, but I just always remember that. And so I always tell myself, like, get up, Minette. Just get up and push. Mm -hmm. You know, like, mm -hmm. you will bend, but you cannot break. Mm -hmm. Like, there's no other option because mm -hmm. I look at my life like what choice do I have mm -hmm. you know and so it's literally just making that conscious decision and even now like I'm 31 and I still struggle like I still have things I'm going through and there's still moments that I'm like man I just want to break like mm -hmm. I just want even if it's just one day mm -hmm. where I don't feel like everything is coming at me at once but I have to remember I've been called. Mm -hmm. And so it's it's a hard line to walk, but you can do it. And you just get up and you're like, okay, God, I trust you. Mm -hmm. I don't know what next hour is going to look like, but I'm going to trust you because you've gotten me this far. Mm -hmm. So surely mm -hmm. you can get me further, yeah. you know? Mm -hmm. Yeah. Do you ever look at your, your past or your history as a gift? I think I do. I mean, I remember growing up and we, you know, we just lived in a super dysfunctional home, uh, a lot of alcoholism, um, just anger and, you know, just all of the things. And I remember because I didn't know the Lord till I was 19. And I remember crying myself to sleep lots and lots and lots and lots of nights, but thinking about my friends and thinking, does everyone do this? I wonder mm -hmm. if everybody cries like every night, is that like all life is? And I just remember that. And after I got saved, I don't know, maybe five years in or six, and I had not cried a lot. I, God re reminded me that I used to say that, and I was like, wow, I I haven't cried like lots yeah. of nights in a row in a long time. Yeah. There is life after right. all of that. But then I realized we're all doing very significant things, you know, in life right now, very intentionally. We're empowering women. We're um, speaking courage. And I think sometimes, okay, would I trade that for anything? Mm -hmm. No, no, because while my friends were having fun and doing everything that they could be doing, yeah. um, I'm just like, they're sort of just living average lives and yeah. they didn't really have to go through much and they're just, they're living good lives, yeah. but but for what God has called each of us to do, we had to go through yeah. the process yeah, right. and it actually gives people courage to do 
um, what they're supposed right. to do. And that's where I want to end with you, Danielle, because something you say to me all the time is thank you for coming here and doing what you're doing because I never would have been doing what I'm doing if you wouldn't have showed me that right. I could do that. Right. And, you know, I never just, I, I don't think I ever realized what kind of mantle that was or what kind of, when you said that to me first, like a year or two ago, I started to feel not a weightiness, but, but a weightiness of responsibility. Yeah. Like, oh my gosh, women are looking to me to pave the way and to, <laughs> you know what I mean? And they're watching like, um, how does she handle that? And what is she going to do there? And how can she talk so I can talk her? Yeah. And it, it makes me feel like I can't quit no matter what, because Ooh. there's a whole army of women right. coming behind me yes. that are starting to gain confidence and realize they're called for such a time as this. Yeah. So Danielle, on that note, um, explain a bit, a little bit about what that was and why you think that way. As far as watching you, mm -hmm. oh my gosh. Well, you know what? I love that I watched you and I saw that God had set you free to be who you were born to be. Mm -hmm. Okay. So that is as free as a person can get, right? Yeah. And a lot of times I think as women we're told, well, you're a lady, you know, and that, that's too heavy for your little lady brain, and <laughs> you probably shouldn't go there, you probably shouldn't do that. And, you know, you did what God told you to do, and you got criticized, and you said, that's okay, mm -hmm. because I'm pleasing God. Mm -hmm. So that inspired me to really go, God, I know God's telling me to teach, mm -hmm. and I know God's telling me to be in the prisons, and people are not necessarily giving me their approval on yes. that. And it isn't about the approval of man, it's about the approval right. of God, mm -hmm. because, you know, you and, and you and me, we're all going to stand before God. Yep. And the responsibility is to have him say, well done. Right. Not, you know, well, they told me I shouldn't do that, so I didn't do it. Mm -hmm. There's not going to be any valid excuse. So mm -hmm. very, it's very inspiring to watch women like you push through that and you have borne the weight of you know the criticism mm -hmm. and because you're my covering you know you've taken a lot of that off of me mm -hmm. and i'm free to work mm -hmm. so i'm extremely grateful mm -hmm. you know for that and that you're leading this movement and we can all just kind of go mm -hmm. yeah mm -hmm. let's do our thing yeah there's a place for me right yeah. there's a place for you there's a place for it's you beautiful. and there's a place for all women and um, no matter where you are in life you are vital vital means that you are crucial uh, you are significant the world cannot live without you you are vital and you know god says in jeremiah he says you were formed you know i formed you before you even lived a day of your life you are vital so don't let anyone tell you differently whether you're divorced whether you've had an abortion whether you have you know um prostituted yourself no i don't care what you have done you are vital mm -hmm. and god is a great redeemer yeah. so we are praying for you from this side of the camera today and just understand god has a purpose and plan for your life and he's going to use every everything that the enemy tried to use for evil for good in your life in jesus name amen amen, amen. thanks for listening to vital conversations and we will be back next